All right. Well, we've been talking on Wednesday nights about uh, how it's become very evident in our lives that we need to be people of obedience. That we got to learn to obey the Word of God because there's this thing called the world that is after every one of us. Now, let's begin tonight in John chapter 3. John chapter 3. You know, you, you show the world the fruits of Christianity. And they will, they will applaud the fruits of Christianity. What do I mean by the fruits of Christianity? Our giving, our love, our compassion. When the world sees the, the, the hearts, the fruits, they'll applaud it. But you show the world Christianity and it will vigorously oppose it. You know why? Because most people in the world do not want to be held accountable. They don't want anybody saying, that's wrong or that's right. And how many of you know that if we don't have guidelines in our life, we're going to get into a royal mess. Now, some of you have been coming here. I've used this illustration. And you think about if we didn't have rules and guidelines on the loop tomorrow morning, you talk about a royal mess. There are some days it's a royal mess even when we do have rules and stuff. And so every one of us, guys, we need guidelines. Well, that's what the Bible tells us. It's not that God wants to dominate us and control us. It's God saying that if you'll obey, obey what I have for you, your life's going to be well with you, okay? John chapter 3. Let's start in a very familiar, famous passage, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world. Huh, we've been talking about the world. Now, I said this a few weeks ago, that John himself, in John, 1 John, 2, 3 John, he mentions the word world 107 times, I believe. Right here, he said, for God so loved the world. Now, here, God is not talking about the, the makeup of the world. In other words, the mountains, the rivers, the trees. God is talking about people. And this is God's heart, that He loves people that are in this world. He loves you and He loves me and every person that's sitting around you, He loves us. So He tells us here, for God so loved the world that He gave. That He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him. Now that word believes is a little more than just a confession. That word believe there means that you trust Him. That you rely on Him and that you cling to Him. That's what that word believes. That every day of my life, I'm relying on Him. I'm clinging to Him. I'm looking at Him. And so it says that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so when I look this, this still happens, guys, to this day. God's still in the saving business but the only escape for me and you from the world is Jesus. It's Jesus, that's it. You can have all the money in the world. That's not going to keep you from the world. Jesus is the only escape me and you have. The only barrier. Now look over a little bit farther into John. John, And let's just keep reading. Let's just read a little more, more there. Go to verse 17. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn 
the world. Looky there. How many times the word world is used? For God did not send Jesus in the world to condemn the world, to order it, to judge it, or to reject it, but that the world through him might be saved. The world through who? Jesus. Once again, I want you to highlight that, guys. You know, over and over, I was reading this morning about Abraham, and Abraham got very frustrated with his father. His father's name was Terah. And Terah began to worship idols. And Abraham looked at him and said, Listen, why would you worship an image instead of the true God, the only God? And that's the same for us, guys. There is only one God. Verse 18. He who believes in Jesus is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, or the basis of condemnation, that the light has come into the world. Who was the light? Jesus, guys. We might as well understand that. That's it. He's the light of the world. And he said that, that the light has come into the world, and men loved darkness. They loved darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. And you know what light does to every one of us? Light exposes us. I believe that's healthy. When the light of Jesus comes upon us, that exposes our lives, everything that's right or wrong within us. And he said right here, men have not liked that because you know why? He said, because their deeds were evil. Keep reading, verse 20. For everyone who practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, Least his deed should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. And so we, we ought to celebrate this, guys. I remember before I was a sin, uh, born again, all my sin, guys, I didn't want people to know. Think about when you're a sinner, what do you do? You sneak around. You know within your heart what you're doing is wrong. This is what I say to people that are doing things that they know in their heart's wrong. If you're going to do it, just be bold with it. Just You know, it doesn't bother me when I get around people and I mean they just cuss, 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 cuss. I just look at them and I'm like, well, you know what? At least they're a good sinner. At least they're bold about it. They don't one day act like they're with Jesus and the next day back. They're just bold about it. And so even in my own life, when I walked in darkness, I remember, man, I never wanted my mother and father to find out. And that's how every one of us are. But what ends up happening is we begin to walk in the light, the truth of the light that comes with Jesus, that's what sets us free. That's what brings us true light. Now go over to John 15. John chapter 15. I'm going to make some sense with this tonight. We're going to let the Word of God jump on the inside of us, and I, I believe it's going to bless us. John 15, verse number 18. If the world, and the world right there, you know what the message says for world right there? The godless. The godless. If the world hates you, know that it, now I like that, it, know that it, the world hated me before it hated you. And so what I'm telling you right there is once again, you start talking to people about Christianity, 
I'm going to tell you, at times they're going to vigorously oppose it. They, they hate it. And you know what it's aimed at? It's aimed at what Jesus has done. They don't want to hear it. And so I'm just warning you right now that when you start serving Jesus wholeheartedly, you might as well get ready. People are going to come after you. It's okay. They came after Jesus. And he tells you, listen, guys, they hated me before they hated you. Verse 19. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you were not of the world, but listen to this, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. And so when you see this, that Jesus said, I chose you out of the world. I believe this, guys. There is no call from God that's not a call for us to live out of the world. We are to come out from the... It says separate ourselves. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about being around the people of the world. I'm talking about that we're not to live the behaviors of the world. We're not to think like the world. We're not to talk like the world. Because why? Jesus tells us here, I have called you out of this. This is what he wants to do. Now, you know what I believe can happen here? I don't approve of the world's lifestyle. I don't approve of the world's sin. But my basis of love is, is that I want to end up doing what God wants me to do. And you know what God said? When I find out what God loves, that's what I love. And when I find out what God hates, that's my basis. That's what I hate. Now listen, when we talk about this here, God doesn't hate people. God loves people. He just doesn't like what people do in the world to sin. Now remember, if you've been coming here, 1 John 2, 16, it says the basis of the world is the lust of our eyes, the lust of our flesh, and the pride of our life. This is what this is talking about here. And so he's just warning us over and over. I like the part that he says right here, I chose you out. You've been chosen out. You've been chosen out. Now, go back to your left a little bit. Go back to John chapter number 8. What I want us to see, guys, is when we give our heart to Jesus, I'm no longer part of the world. I live in the world, but I'm not dictated by the laws of this world. I'm going to follow the Word of God. That's what every one of us must learn to do and say, this is what God's Word said. And when I do that, God's going to bless me. He's going to bless me. The reason I'm talking about this is because I believe with all my heart, there's going to be a pull of the things of the world on us like we've never seen that's, that's coming more and more. Not this week, not next week, but two weeks from tonight, I'm going to get over on that and I'm going to show you biblically what I'm talking about. And that's not to put fear in you, but that's here to tell you. You're going to have to be courageous. It's one of the reasons I started preaching on that, guys, because this year it's going to come. Where you're going to find out who you really are on the inside. Right here in the United States, I believe. John, chapter 8. Now this is a passage here where the spiritual leaders of that time, they caught this woman in adultery and they dragged her out before Jesus and they said, we caught her in adultery and by law we're to kill her. Now in that passage, it's always interesting to me, but they caught the woman, but where was the man? He got away. Now, I don't know that, but it's always interesting. So Jesus looks at him. Remember, he, he's bending over, and it says he's writing in the sand. Just writing in the sand. 
And Jesus says to him, He who's without sin, let him cast the first stone. And you know what happened? They all take off. Now, you know what I believe Jesus was writing in the sand? You idiots. No, I'm just kidding. Bunch of religious. It'd be interesting to know what he was writing. God's got a sense of humor. You know that? You know how I know that? He created you. He created me. Hallelujah. I want to read verse 12 of this chapter. John 8, verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. What a declaration right here that he made. I am the light of the world. Now when I read that to you, I want you to understand. Jesus is the only barrier to the world that we have. He is the light of the world. And look what he goes on to say here. He who follows me. Notice here the word follow. He who follows me. He did not say there, he who comes to church. It doesn't say here, he who ties. He who's confessed me as Lord and Savior. He said, he who follows me. Now for us to, to follow Jesus, that's an everyday thing, guys. The things of God were not meant just to do on Sunday. Jesus is every day, and so I must purpose in my heart. I don't care where I'm at, I'm going to follow Jesus. And so he says, He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. What a declaration. But have the light of life. And so once again, I, I tell you this to tell you, my only answer's in Jesus. I gotta turn to Jesus, guys. And, and the reason I'm saying that is so many believers, we, we play church. And when you play church, Revelations 3, Jesus said, He said, I know your works. And you're not hot or you're not cold. And He said, I wish you were hot or cold because He said, because you're lukewarm, I'm gonna vomit you out. And so this is what I'm talking about, guys. Jesus didn't ask us to be average. When Jesus said, follow me, you know what he's telling us? i got to get all in. All in in my life. Everywhere I go. Now, when Jesus made these declarations right here, these were incredible about what Jesus said. I am the light of the world. But go to Matthew chapter 5, and I want you to see tonight a declaration that he made over you and me. And I believe this will help you to begin to see what Jesus expects on us as we live right here in the world. Right now, every day of my life, you know what? I'm going to walk right here in this world. He says interesting things. Matthew 5, verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. I want to highlight that because you know what that tells me? That's why you and me are here. We are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, and I want to say this, since me or you, are, we're, we're the salt of the earth, this is how God flavors this earth. Through me and you. In other words, we're God's representatives here. We're God's ambassadors here. But he said, if the salt loses its flavor, if the salt loses its taste, its strength, or its quality, 
How shall it be seasoned? I want you to highlight a word there. He said, how shall it be seasoned? What was the word it? The world. So you know what he's telling me and you? If we lose our flavor, the world then is not going to be salted. It's not going to be seasoned. And so you know what he's saying here? I need you. You're my representatives here. And if you study the Bible, even in Abraham's time, remember when God, he, he said about Abraham, he's a friend of mine. And so he began to tell, God began to tell Abraham what he was going to do. And he said, listen, Abe, I'm going to destroy the region of Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham said to him, God, would you destroy it if there were 50 righteous people? And you know what God said? I won't do it if there's 50. And Abraham said, what about 40? And God said, I won't destroy it for 40. And remember, Abraham's like an auctioneer. He just keeps going down. He, he gets down to 10. And God says to him, I won't destroy it if it's 10. And you know what he was saying? Because of your prayers, because of you standing in the gap, Abraham, I'm going to do it because of you. I believe this, that if Abraham would have kept going down to 2 or 1, God would have done it, but he quit at 10. And you know what happened? God only found four. And so ultimately, you know what God did? He destroyed it. He destroyed it. And so right here, he tells us, what if the salt loses its flavor? Look what he ends up in this verse saying. It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. By men. And so what ends up happening, I believe here, here's how we can lose our flavor. It's very clear here we can lose our favor. When we as believers, we, we begin to draw back and we become attached to the things of the world, we lose our flavor. You lose your witness. Listen, when you get around your family members and you talk to them about Jesus and then you start walking in sin, you've lost your flavor. We've lost it. See, the, the, the most hurtful things that we as Christians we do, I believe this, is we acknowledge Jesus with our lips, but we deny Him with our lifestyles. Oh, pastor, that's good preaching. See, we got to understand that, guys. When we start talking about the things, that, you know what the world calls that? They call us hypocrites. And I don't want to be known as that, and so I'm telling you guys, I need to stay salty. How do I stay salty? I keep following Jesus. As long as I follow Him every day, I'm going to stay salty. You know what? When I blow it, make I repent and say, Oh, Father God, help me. I don't want to displease you. He doesn't stop there. Verse 14, look what he says. You are the light of what? You are the light of the world. Ooh, you know what I see here, guys? When we alienate ourselves from the world, it begins like we oppose God. He didn't call us to run away from the world. He said, you're the light of the world. Now, he did tell us, don't act like them. Don't you be the influencer. See, you know what happens in our lives as believers? We're going to be the influencer or the influencee. Now, you know what I did when I first got born again? I got turned on to Jesus. You know what I said this? And this will bear witness with some of you. I would say, you know what I'm going to do tonight? 
I'm, I'm going to go to all the clubs I used to run at. I'm going to go and get all my buddies born again. That was, a, that was sincere in my heart. But you know what happened? They got me born again. Back into my old way. Because you know why? I wasn't strong enough. And so, you know, I'd, I'd come home slobbering drunk again. I think, man, Lord, that wasn't my heart. And so what ended up happening, instead of me influencing them, they influenced me. Now, you know what ended up happening over a period of time when I began to walk out the things of God? Man, I'm telling you, I started getting real salty with the things of God. I could walk in any club, any bar tonight, and the, the temptation of liquor wouldn't bother me a bit. I would laugh at it. I would look at that, and I would mock it. I'd say, you stole from it. You're not going to do it no more. But my point is this, guys. I had to keep following Jesus and following Jesus. That's the same as you. And so he tells us right here, you are the light of the world. Look what he goes on to say. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. So salt and light here, guys, as he refers to me and you, we are the influencers of our society. Once again, just like God looked to Abraham, that's how he looks to you. I'm the salt of the earth. You are too. You're the light. Keep reading. Verse 15. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Interesting, huh? You know what? I'm not to be hidden. I'm to come out into the world. I'm to let them know everything you see in my life is because of Him. I give Him all the glory. You know, not long ago, you know, me and Shelly were out and about, and we had people say, man, that's incredible that you guys have been married that many years of, her life, of your life. What a testimony. And, and I begin to say, yeah, I'm telling you, it's been awesome. You know what me and her have done, da-da-da-da, how we've walked through issues in our life and just the, the not being compatible, you know, like all of you. And none of us are compatible, so don't use that as an excuse. But you know what I realized right then? The only reason my marriage is a success is because of him. And I said, Father God, I give you glory. I give you glory. That's where we got to get. But right here, he, he makes incredible statements that we are to be the light of all the house. You know what that tells me? Wherever I go, I'm the light. And i got to start seeing myself that way as the light. And I, I'm telling you, I think with, that we can be bold as a lion, but loving as a dove. That we can come in and we can just love people and we can let them know this, this is how Jesus does. Right here. And so he's, he's encouraging us to be this way. This is his declaration for us. Look what he goes on to say in verse 16. Let your light so shine before men, before men. Once again, God's not a secret. We're to go public with God. Let your light so shine before men that they may see what? Your good works. You know what the Amplified says? Your moral excellency. You know what that's about? That's not just about talking about how awesome of a Christian we are. That they begin to see it in your life. 
They begin to see it in your marriage. They begin to see it at your home. You know, I used to have guys that I worked with, they'd say, why are you going to church again tonight? Like it was a punishment that I'd been put on church time out. You got to go back. I said, guys, I love to go to church. It's awesome for me. I, I love to go to church. I can't stay away from it. And so this is what we, we must begin to do to let them know that that church is not boring. And it's where we come and hang out with the saints and we get filled to God and we encourage each other. And so this is what I believe he's telling us. But it's not just here. You know where else it is? Where you go to work at tomorrow. It's when you go into Walmart. It's when you go shopping, wherever you're at. When you're at the library, when you're at the gym. When Just, I'm the light of wherever I go. And what ends up happening in our lives that you don't have to think, I'm going to Walmart, I better act like a Christian here. No, you just walk in and that's your life. I'm the light, I'm the salt. And so, I mean, you've heard me say this, guys. What you see with me right here, this is how you'll see me in the public. I'm not one way here and I'm another way at home. That's not how I am. But that's how Jesus, he wants us to be real. Keep reading. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So you know what he's saying here? What they see in your life is because of him. It's because of him. Now you've heard me say this, and I'm going to tell you again. This many, 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 many times. When I get around people that I grew up within, even in the city I grew up, you know what they'll say? What happened to you? What happened? And I'll begin to tell them about Jesus. And they'll say, I remember when you did this and this and this and this. And i say, yeah, I remember that. But Jesus came in my heart and he changed me. And so that's what we give God the glory. You know, and you've heard me say this. This, this is the God truth. There were so many times that when I was with my brother, people would look at us and he, they would say, it freaks us out what both of you do for a living. And we said, us too. It's a shock to us. But you know, they say this. If God could change you too, he could change anybody. And I said, that's right. That's what God does. That's what God does. Now, this is where we come to the fine line, guys. I separate myself from the world's behaviors. But I can't separate myself from the people of the world. I'm called to be around them. And that's what bothers me when Christians start saying, we don't want them in our church. We don't want our kids around them. We don't want them going to the same school or this. And I think, what did Jesus tell us? We're the light of the world. The only light some people will ever see is you. And some of you are saying, I don't want that responsibility. Tough luck. If you're going to live for Jesus and be part of it, it's part of it. It's part, and I'm going to tell you right now, you may be the, the outcast at the family reunion next year. They may look at you like he's got a plague. You know what you're doing those? You just love them. So this is what I'm talking about. There's a fine line here that we must understand this, that I cannot deprive them of the only light that they'll ever see. Now, Jesus said this in John 16, 15. He said, go ye into all the churches and preach the gospel. That's not what he said. 
He said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, every human being. And so, you know what? This is a place where, man, we got to get full of God. And then, you know what we would do? We release each other to say, go tear them up the rest of the week. Just love them. Just love them. Just love them. Just encourage them. Even when they mock you. Even when they ridicule you. And you just keep loving them. And you know what? It's going to happen. Because Jesus tells us, they hated me before they hated you. I don't say that negatively. I tell you that just as a warning. And so, you know, we just got to keep loving Jesus. Begin to seek him. Stand on your feet with him. I'm out of time here. Once again, guys, you see how much the world is mentioned here. That's all right. One thing you can begin to do is pray. Say, Father God, give me a heart for the world. Give me a heart for the world. Let me see people through your eyes, Lord Jesus. Let me touch them through your hands. Because you know what? God needs us. He needs you right now. I'm telling you, I was gone last week and I was in places where I looked and I thought, we live in such a godless society. I mean, not, not a concern. So many, you know, this, is, this may sound shocking to you. How many people in the United States of America have never been told about Jesus? And some of you say that's not true. Go ask Pastor Keith. Right up there in our children's ministry. You know what? He'll have kids who will receive Jesus. You know what they'll say? I've never heard, I've heard of Jesus in my whole life. Who's Jesus? This is, what I'm, this is what was happening right here in our own land. And so we've got to be the salt. And I'm going to tell you guys, I believe that Jesus is wanting to put a boldness on us. That we're not ashamed of the gospel. I'm telling you guys, when I go into restaurants, I don't do it maliciously. But I like when people look at me when I pray. I like it. I look and I think, that's right, I'm honoring my God. I'm honoring God. I'm blessed. And you know, guys, years ago when we, we, we started serving God, I did what I call the pirate prayer. I'd keep one eye looking at me. Man, who's looking at me? They'll think I'm weird. Now, I don't do the pirate prayer no more. I mean, I'll tell you. Lord Jesus, we love you. We're here. We're going to honor you. We're going to honor you. Let me tell you this story and we'll leave I was with a group of pastors. This is it the men of iron? And we were getting ready to eat, and all our food was there. And this little waitress, she came up, and she said, did I get everything? And we said, yeah. And so my brother said to her, he said, do, do you mind if we pray over our food? And she said, absolutely not. You can pray over it. And he said, well, good. Why don't you lead us? And I'm telling you guys, I think she wet in her pants. She looked like, oh. <laughs> we said, not really. Come on, we'll pray. Bow your head. I don't know why I told you.